the most cotton mouth ever right now. You've been smoking the ganjers? No, I just I've drinking this natural botanical tonic. Did you go outside and like breathe in with your mouth and get all that dusty like desert air? No, but you sound very robotic, Kevin. Really? Yeah, you have a little crackle to you. A digital crackle. Maybe that's a. It'll make me people think I'm like a robot or something. I don't know. It could be an interesting character. I kind of think you're a robot, Kevin. Are you? Are you a robot? No. Yeah. Uh, I knew it. It's like Metal Gear Solid (laughs) Two. Oh yeah, the Colonel. Dude, that part was so crazy. (laughs) When I played that as a kid, it was like, what is this game doing? It was like scary. (laughs) Yeah, it was terrifying. The best part about that part of the game was I played that whole game in one sitting, like at my friend's house, because I didn't have a PS2 and I just really wanted to play it. So I sat down and played it from beginning to end. And like when that part hit, it was like four in the morning. <laughs> so I was already kind of like exhausted <laughs> like, and tweaked out. And I'm like, out, wait yeah. a minute, what's going on? Where's this yeah. game going? Uh, welcome to Jump Crouch. It's uh, Friday the 13th when we're recording this, probably, I don't know, the 15th or 16th when you're hearing this. But uh, if I will say, if the week before this week was like the longest week in the history of weeks, like it stretched on through space and time, Ugh. this past week was one of the quickest weeks in my life. Just kind of boop. I agree. It did, it did feel like the month the, the month before that, like that Freudian. The month before last week, yeah, that was the longest week of all time. And now I'm glad oh that it's God. not the longest week of all time. That we're in a normal week. We did it, guys. It's uh, we're 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 in November. We're almost at the end of 2020. So close. The console's launched, too. I know. It's a big week. It really is. Apparently, there's some PS5 hardware issues, which I think is unfortunate. I read about that today. Yeah, there's allegedly Xbox hardware clicky-clacky sound. And Oren showed me a funny video. So so that video you sent me, (laughs) someone blew like a fat cloud of vape into it. (laughs) Like they were like blowing vape into their xbox series so, x <laughs> i don't know if you guys remember when the switch launched there was all these twitter videos of like all these crazy hardware problems and like it was all bs like a bunch yeah. of people were just trying to yeah. stir the pot so i i wonder i haven't seen anything with the xbox but it probably it probably does have issues i'm sure Con- launch consoles usually have something but hopefully it's nothing that i, I would just hate to have this generation and have both consoles have hardware issues like that just seems so shizy yeah uh yeah, it was kind of funny though going off that vape thing with the Xbox. I think the Xbox Twitter account said, "Please don't blow yeah. vape into your consoles, please." <laughs> like, we so can't funny. believe we have to say this. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it looks so fucked up too. I was like, "What's ru- that's that smoke doesn't make any sense." Uh, it does seem dumb to blow vape into your console though cuz isn't there some amount of like non-trivial amount of water or something in vape like you don't want to blow water into an electronic i don't know but um it was pretty funny so i mean they went viral so it was worth it it was worth it for the twitter followers i'm sure Mm -hmm. uh hashtag influencer uh none of us have new consoles right no Uh, i was gonna try to get a ps5 but I think I think I just kind of realized that I'm not not really in the mood to play the new Demon Souls, so I'm okay with waiting. This a new Demon Souls game? There's a new Demon Souls game. It's a remake, but I'm pretty sure it's the old Demon Souls with a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, it does look really really pretty. Um, uh, I, the graphics are great. Yeah, I mean, I just played through Neo Two, so even if I did mm. have a PS5, I don't know if I'm mentally in the mood to play a game like that right now, but. I think I'm going to get one in January. That's the ballpark so I can play Hitman 3 on it. I mean, I can still play Hitman 3, but it'd be cool to play it on a PS5. Yeah, you want that that good Hitman with that super high res and the fast frame rate and the fancy lighting and the, and the, lo- the ray tracing. Right. Those loading times are so quick on that console. Right. It's That's the thing, huh? Like, It's funny because, like, you know, SSDs, I've been using an SSD for a while, but like, that has been like one of the last uh, really annoying yeah. things about using a console is just incredibly long loading time. So now it's just like, bam, instant. Love it is it. like the worst part of playing on current gen. Con- well, formerly, I guess yeah. last gen consoles now is the those load times were just brutal. I remember dying right. in the when it first came out. 40 to five, five seconds <laughs> after yeah. a death. Before they patched it, it was just like, oh, and that game, obviously you die a lot, so. 
Um, so can yeah. can the next Blue Point project be remaking Bloodborne? That would be man, that would be so nice. Oh my gosh, I would buy the console <laughs> if I could get Bloodborne and Demon Souls remade on it. Oh, I would that do that. A, that. That's what they should that would, do. Next. That would sell me. That, that they or just do it. sixty FPS patch. Honestly, just give. They it said the, they, that they, it they, runs at thirty. I know. What the hell? That's so I stupid. <laughs> I think yeah, Sony's but- <laughs> determined to inflict thirty FPS Bloodborne on the world forever. They just want that to be the case. There is a patch though for Dar- uh, Dark Souls Three, and I think Sekiro yeah. both have patches that unlock the frame rate. So just fucking do that. Just flip the switch. It can't be that hard. I don't know. I don't work in development, so maybe it is that hard. But yeah, Bloodborne's going to be the next. Is, but- Bloodborne's going to be the next cursed game that just never has a fully realized version, and everyone's going to be clamoring for it. It's going to suck. Oh well. Maybe Sony is hedging on that, and they they know that when they announce that remaster or whatever, it's going to be huge. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe well, uh, none of us have consoles, so I guess that's that's all fun. I'm tr- I tried to get a uh, Xbox Series X, and just like every other piece of electronics, like webcams or GPUs, uh, they are not in stock. You cannot get them. Uh, I waited. I knew that it was there was going to be like a launch thing happening the other night, so I waited till that happened and uh, it sold out within seconds. I, I got it into my cart, and then it was sold out. <laughs> And then the next yeah. morning, the same thing happened. So I'm I'm kind of just like, I don't give a shit. I don't really need an Xbox. I just want it for like, you know, the fun of it. Like for the shiny new, you know, spend money on a new piece of technology feel. For sure. It looks yeah. like a fun console. I'd love to have one too, but I don't need one right now. I just need a new graphics yeah. card, yeah. which I'll never get, but... Although, one, let me one. tell you, I did try some uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and oh, uh, you that, did? that made That's me want to have a Series X. I, I bought it, and I played it for like an hour, and it just did not did not perform it to the standard. I don't want to pay 60 bucks for a game that runs like shit and needs a patch or three. Sure. So so I returned it, and instead I got Watch Dogs Legion, which is, uh, I think, uh, much better than I expected it would be. That's cool. Um, it's the next Clint Hawking like, game. Just cool. Yeah, so I, f- I felt good about spending the money on that because Clint Hawking needs the money. We need to keep that man in development. We need to keep <laughs> him making games. Um, so, like, without getting too into the weeds, like, this this game is basically open world uh, Deus Ex light, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a stealth game. But the cool thing about it is that, like, you recruit characters, which at first I thought would be kind of lame, but there's a permadeath mode in the game which I have decided is the only way I will play it. It's the only way that the game will, if that, without permadeath mode, this game may be not as good for me. But so I wasn't can, even aware that, that it wasn't available. I thought that was just how the game was. Permadeath? Yeah, for the characters. Oh, you can flip it off, of course. Oh, uh, okay. I'm fairly certain that permadeath is the intended play experience. So when I think about like stealth games, one thing that I you're either like save scumming or like you just don't care if you die because you can just you know you can just go back to your save and so you just do stupid shit all the time and, and like it doesn't feel like getting caught doesn't feel that scary. In this game, if you lose a character, they're dead. I don't think you can really save scum in any way. Um, I've only played a few hours, so maybe there's some way to save scum, but I'm pretty sure you can't save scum. So you're like doing a stealth mission and you're just like all scared that you're gonna lose a character. So you play it way more conservatively. And if you do get into a big firefight, there's a tension there because you're like, oh, if this person dies, I will lose this character's skills forever. And their stupid clothes and smile and voice and all that. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, the, the setting is, is is London, which is all right. I realized that like the difference between open world games where they're simulating like an entire country, like Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey, or a city game is that the city game is just like like GTA. You're just walking through tunnels, like you can't inter- non-interactive tunnels, right? Which is why they look cool, but they're like not not my favorite. Even though maybe you could say you're just walking through fields in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, but the the setting is is menacing because there's a lot of shit that just like you can just see, especially like playing that game election week in the, in the midst of a sort of failed coup attempt in our country. <laughs> like that game's mm-hmm. all like got all this like weird surveillance and it's like everywhere you go there's like drones following you and cameras and stuff and like you're like oh this is kind of what the future actually is going to be like huh yeah hopefully not (laughs) yeah it it was kind of interesting because i was i was uh reading reviews about 
Watch Dogs Legion, and a lot of people were saying that they had problems with the tone of the game, that there's a disconnect between the kind of wacky nature of a lot of the characters and the hijinks of the story and stuff, but the overall tone is very oppressive and real, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So Mm -hmm. did you have any problems with that? Uh, I don't love the sort of wacky, goofy, punk rock, hackers, 1990s movie style at all that it's been the style i think of those games uh since the beginning it's interesting to contrast it to what whatever cyberpunk's going to be like because they're obviously doing similar things but they have whereas like cyberpunk has this almost like you know lowercase cyberpunk pornography like aesthetic like it's just trying to be as cyberpunk as possible (laughs) you know like everything is neon and everything is mech uh this is much is a bit more dialed down but it's yeah it's much more like the movie hackers and kind of it's a little cheesy so i don't love some of that stuff um but it starts off strong it doesn't start you off with a lot of walking and talking it starts you off in a mission with a character who spoiler alert dies in the first few minutes but like it's kind of a it's good exciting like it gets you going and then shows you what to do. So you're like in the game pretty fast and it definitely feels like a game while there is going to be a big overarching narrative. The stories are going to be what you get from all the, you know, uh, I think they're procedurally generated or, or I don't know, maybe there's just lots of them, the different characters that you can recruit and they're all going to be totally different for each person. So you're going to have a very bespoke uh, narrative experience for each person who plays the game. That's cool. I do like that. That's kind of Clint Hawking's style, right? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. He is all about uh, having mechanics inform the narrative. So, so it's pretty cool. I, I like it. I'm only a few hours in. I will have a lot more to report in the future. But uh, yeah, that's what I think about that. Uh, what about Code Vein, the main vein? You've been playing that, Kevin? I, I yeah. Um, a friend of mine said hey let's try it it's on sale for twenty dollars and <laughs> i'm like all right i i had played it at e3 back in 2018 and yeah. i also played it when it came out on pc last year briefly you'd already I played, played it. it i had played it briefly i I had played it for about mm, i don't know 30 minutes 40 minutes which is best enough time to get past the tutorial into the actual game that was when i stopped because mm-hmm. you have this npc following you and he's just spouting this like like anime like shonen anime style like exposition and it's just like i just thought it was the worst thing ever <clears throat> so i stopped playing the game and returned it but yeah i found out that you can get rid of the npc follower and then it's just basically like a cheesy over-the-top anime dark souls game but the thing i want to mention about it is it's actually a very well-made anime dark souls game like i think it it almost is a souls game without the name souls like it's not quite at that level obviously but it's like you think it's, it's a lot that better. good i'm not saying it's like in terms of feature set not in terms of sort of quality feature set it's like has everything a souls game has like most souls likes games have like a lot like they have the combat maybe some of the map but this game has like all of the things there's very similar specifically to the first dark souls game i would not say it's that from software quality though nothing is but it actually has like well-designed bosses and that's something that from souls like games always get wrong is the bosses always suck like, mm. no one does bosses like FromSoft, right? Yeah. No one. But they're actually, like, they're hard in this game, but they're fun. Um, hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's very accessible. Do yeah. some of the anime trappings kind of get in the way? You were talking about that NPC that follows you. Is does Because does, I'm not too bothered by anime stuff, but I know people who are. And uh, I, I had a friend of mine who, I think he was playing, like, Fire Emblem or something, and he would just skip all of the cutscenes because they were too anime for him. But he loved the gameplay too much. Is, do you have a problem with that at all? That's or? kind of what I'm doing too. Yeah, I kind of skip the cutscenes because, like I said, they're very like specifically like the shonen style, like the like strong, like gotta go do like the adventure and you know, it's I don't know, it's very like this over the top kind of anime because all not obviously not all anime is like that. It's a lot of much more subtle, toned down like drama anime. It's not like this ridiculous over the top kind of stuff, but this game is definitely the ridiculous over the top. Uh, Kotaku called it trashy anime. That was funny. <laughs> mm. Tra- trashy waifu but, anime. Um, Sounds like my jam. I got to play it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I want to say for the PC players, you can do ultra wide. You can do a hex edit on the EXE, which is very easy to oh. do. And right. it has high frame rate support. So nice. that's nice. That is nice. 
Uh, all right. Well, pretty cool. I hear the new Call of Duty game is just awesome. It's like a it's like a political statement, but it's really thoughtful and just well executed. <laughs> Call of Duty always is, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's no, it's not political though. It's not a political game at all. It's not political at all. I mean, yeah. Uh, I I've been I've actually did, I was not pl- planning on playing this game, but uh, um, a friend of mine uh, let me play it for about four hours on his computer. He, he invited me over to his house. It's like, yeah, you should play the new Call of Duty. I'm like, okay. And mm. it's the gameplay's fun. You know, gameplay's fun. Uh, I like shooting. The, the mechanics feel kind of Titanfall-y. It's like snappy. Um, hmm. But the overall, I'm just not a fan of the the politics of the game. The game the game is basically just um, 1980s Reagan era uh, neocon fantasy porn. That's basically what yeah. the game is. And yeah, I'm kind I'm kind of surprised. I was looking through reviews because sometimes I try to look and see what other critics are saying about the game. And nobody was really talking about the political parts of the game. They were just kind of like, oh, the graphics are good. Runs at a nice frame rate. Uh, plot's fun. Pacing's fun. And it really kind of made me realize that game criticism is still in its infancy or it's just trying to like not be as offensive as possible because I'm playing the game and I'm like, wow, this game is... Just uh, it's just about Reagan era Reagan era war crimes, but glorified in this ridiculous Michael Bay aesthetic. And I just wasn't totally. I just wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it at all. I mean, I still played the game because I li- I didn't finish the campaign, but I did enjoy. And you were only playing the campaign, right? Yeah, I was only playing the camp. Well, I played some zombies, which was fun, but. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, maybe I'm just getting older, but I can't separate the politics of a of a game like I, like I used to. Like I can enjoy the gameplay, but when the politics are so strange and so just not my jam, it's hard for me right. to enjoy it. I'm like, ah, this is just so disturbing. No, <laughs> especially in the game. I feel like, you. Like that, right? Yeah. It's so current, like it's like that was like not that long ago. Yeah, like stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, also, it's done in a very tasteless way because it's it's like like there's literally a mission where you go back to Vietnam and you have to retrieve a nuke because you know Vietnam they have nukes, whatever. Oh, but nice. but you're literally just going into rural villages in a helicopter and just destroying them and just killing everybody and. You, you know, the people at Activision are like, oh, you know, it's fun. It's like a Michael Bay movie, whatever. But for me, I'm like, right. God, this is so fucked up. <laughs> like, well, it's been that way, like, since Modern Warfare, uh, you know, to Call of Duty 4. I feel like they those were just, like, Bush-era policies right. like, with, with, like, a slightly different coat of paint on it. I know some of those games went had different stories. But, like, I played Modern Warfare 2 recently because it was a... Uh, the campaign was uh, one of the games that you get for um, PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this this game explains to me why a lot of people might feel like, you know, it's like a recruitment ad. Like, it just glamorizes, like, combat and, like, you know, stup- super manly soldiers with, like, cool beards and accents and just, you know, sh- killing a bunch of people. It seemed like a very... It seemed like a recruitment ad to me in a lot of ways. And and also that it uses these backdrops of like real conflict that people are still alive through that, that we live through that it's just not, not very thoughtful, I would say. Yeah. And I think, I think part of what's disturbing about it is I, when I see just other critics not talk about it and it, I, I get it. Uh, a lot of, a lot of gamers are like the gaming community. There's a lot of, right-wing conservatives which is which is fine i mean i'm not judging but it's just uh when when i when i when i I see just the critical community just not addressing these things and just looking at the game strictly in terms of gameplay strictly in terms of visuals i'm I'm just like what are we doing we we should be a little bit more critical (laughs) about what what a game's trying to convey because like you said, Aaron, it's not only is it very macho, but the game is just kind of going through this parade of typical American straw men that Americans mm-hmm. have been using for years to denigrate um, 
basically other people from other countries for the sake of uh, foreign policy and conflict. Like, for example, you have the typical Viet Cong soldiers. You have the, you know, it, it fetishizes killing communists, like communists and socialists and the Reds. Right. And, it's, and the, the whole game is just, yeah, yeah Reagan era right wing war porn <laughs> so yeah yeah but i, I mean yeah. i will say i have seen not of that specific game and i'm curious if that game has a twist there was some pretty good criticism of the most recent game modern warfare uh, jacob geller did a really good video on on how, how this because the series pretends to be not apolitical essentially but which is just kind of i don't know how you could make an apolitical war film or game or not you know it, it's, it's you're just it's going to be political whether you like it or not Especially contemporary stuff, like stuff that was recent, that people still mm-hmm. have feelings about that have lived through. No, people still care about the war, of the, the thousand year war, or whatever, the hundred year war. Yeah, yeah, I was. Right. War. Yeah, France, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, w- I was just gonna add just one other thing. All of these games have this really annoying attitude towards war, where it's like, what we're doing is illegal, but we gotta do it to protect our freedoms. And it's just mm-hmm, a it's mm-hmm. just a terrible attitude to have because it's like yeah don't you think it's it's like what Team America was satirizing like way back when yeah like, yeah yeah it, it, it's well yeah it's this sort of Bush era like machismo about like you know like well we we got we're always on the right side so whatever we've we got do a is job right. to do yeah. let's go do it don't let the rules get in the way yeah and sometimes the game is just is basically Tim, Team America parody there's so many sequences in the game where. The macho dudes are like, we got to extract the intel. And then they <laughs> they get to the intel or the informant, and then they just like shoot him in the head after asking him two questions. Like, like shut up. And then they just kill the informant. <laughs> it's just so mm. dumb. It's like, it's, it's bored. It, I, I, I guess the people making the game have a certain self-awareness about what they're doing. But I feel like if you're a 14-year-old and you're impressionable and you're playing these games... You're probably adopting a very toxic wor- worldview uh, as you mm-hmm. play them, so or it's reinforcing a view that already exists. Because I right. think there's a temptation for people to say that like video games make people do things, and, and of course we want to say, well, video games don't make people violent, right? That we that that was a big argument 20 years ago. I think that a game like this, maybe it isn't like whether or not it's giving somebody ideas. It's definitely reinforcing ideas that are already in the ether and kind of like giving. It's it's doing like a thought experiment for a lot of. Um, basic pieces of right-wing rhetoric or just or just hawkish rhetoric right yeah uh yeah the last thing i'm going to say about this game is i haven't finished it so maybe there's this huge twist at the end that it was all a simulation to recruit soldiers and jokes on me but playing through the the first four hours of the campaign i was pretty yeah i'm turning i guess i'm turning into like a cranky old man because i just can't separate the politics of the game from the game itself anymore so yeah yeah one question before we leave this game and we we should leave this game because we have so much more to talk about but one more uh galling than the politics of modern warfare how galling yeah more gollum gollum uh was how suffocatingly linear uh modern warfare 2 was it was i like yeah it wasn't a fun game. I was kind of shocked that people at the time or even continue to find that to be a particularly entertaining campaign. How I, And I haven't played a more recent Call of Duty game, so I know they've made like 10 since then. How does this compare if you even have any... St- like, is, is is there more... Does it feel less like a shooting what's, gallery where what's you're the just slow kind of being walking pushed down the street? Too? I want to know, because the other game that I played, Black Ops 3 had like all sorts of walking behind this like <laughs> jarhead the whole time, and he'd like, come on, let's go. Like, and it was like... You had to like it was a lot of it, like twenty minutes of it. Uh, I, the slow walking is fine. I, I I didn't get too much of that. It's actually really well paced uh, overall. Like the even the boring moments really just only stay for a couple of beats, and then you're in the gameplay. Um, nice. As for the linearity, it's a, they they do a couple of things to disguise the linearity. Like they add side side objectives. The game actually even has side missions that are optional. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, so they make an effort to make it not so oppressingly linear and it, and it pays off. I, uh, the, okay. the levels feel a little bit more open. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really have too many problems with the gameplay. I think the, 
biggest mm-hmm. problem I have with the gameplay is that some, it's another one of those AAA games where they just don't trust the play. They, they don't trust the player to do certain things. Like for example, there there's there are parts of a mission where you have to extract intel, and instead of leaving it up to the player to figure out what the intel is, the game will just highlight what you have to look at. Like, uh, oh, there might be a map around that has the mm-hmm. intel. And then you just see a map on the wall that's high, highlighted in white. And I hate it when a game right. does that. It's like the, the game trusts you to master the combat system. But when it comes to basic puzzle solving, it can't trust you, which I think is Right. Annoying. Don't put it in the game if you're not going to put, like, it's, that's it's kind of a separate conversation. But, the, yeah, having these games that have these just incredibly, like, you're just following basically paint by numbers sort of puzzles i would rather just not have a puzzle personally. right for sure yeah i I don't get it i don't i it's a it's a trend in triple a gaming that doesn't seem to go Mm -hmm. away where yeah again we we trust the 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 player to 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 master these very uh difficult combat systems for example but when it just comes to these really simple puzzles we can't even trust them to do that why why are they even in the Mm. game it's stupid (laughs) so yeah yeah (laughs) well that's interesting uh i don't know maybe i'll check that game out when it's on sale or something probably not uh i I, one thing that's been an awesome thing about playing video games for the last few months as we've been in covid and we've been locked the fuck down is going to different places in video games going to new locales and experiencing you know traveling digitally i guess virtually uh kevin tell us about yakuza uh yeah oh yeah uh that came out on tuesday today is friday so i only played it for about 12 maybe 15 hours i actually played it a bit Um, that's a lot of gameplay i that's i've only played it 15 hours and it's only well and i think from what i understand in a yakuza game that isn't that much because they're pretty massive experiences yeah that's true um this game uh, is a switch from the traditional Yakuza combat system to uh, the m- more uh, JRPG style. And there's actually a really hilarious story reason for that, which I won't tell you about, but I, I thought was amazing. Um, so wait, and what do you a, mean by that? The combat in the older Yakuza games is kind of this more like brawler style where you just you fight, you're running down the thing and you'll get into battle and you, you just kind of punch them by pressing the buttons real-time combat. But the combat was actually pretty deep for the kind of game it was like it it Mm -hmm. could have been its own kind of like you actually could have a game i think with just yakuza combat and it would probably be pretty compelling um but the new game is turn-based so like it's a turn-based like jrpg kind of combat system that's okay what decade is this game set is this a modern game so it starts out in the uh in the year 2000 like during oh, nice. the uh, and it's funny because I was like, God, the main character is, like looks like such a douche. Like his hair is so wise with this horrible haircut. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's the year two thousand. Okay, that explains yeah. this perfectly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it starts out then, and then it jumps to the year two thousand nineteen, um, and the character hasn't been in the world. He's been in prison. That happens really quickly in the game for for oh. a long time. So um, something like that's kind of the back of the box kind of story stuff. You know, it's very quick happens but basically he's been in prison for a long time so he doesn't understand any of the trends of 2019 on the world so that comes that has some pretty funny moments um and i uh it it's a the yakuza game that ships with the english language on like they speak english by default oh. uh, threw me off because i yakuza's never had english localization that i know mm-hmm. of. but i immediately turned that off because that just doesn't it's just weird and the japanese so wait, voice you, acting you turned it into japanese I put it back to Japanese, yeah, because the Japanese okay. voice acting, despite not being able to understand what they're saying, can still be really, really entertaining. Like, you, like their mm-hmm. their intonation, you absolutely Majima. understand. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Subs not dubs, basically. Yeah, like when like yeah. when Kiryu answers the phone in Jack of the Zero, Moshi Moshi, like he's like so serious, like he's such mm-hmm. a serious person. <laughs> and uh, they have some moments where they speak English, and they're like they're always like really like it's really broken English, and it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Like it's obviously intentionally written to be really really wrong sounding um but like i said i'm only about 16 hours in but i'm really loving it so far it has a job system where you can change the character's roles like in final fantasy to different jobs and uh hmm. yeah i Weird. don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I actually really like the jrpg combat i think i like it more even than the uh than the old school brawler combat and the brawler combat was really fun but okay so so, cool. so what kind of nonsense is in the game 
outside of the main combat because in all the other Yakuza games, you can just like, for example, I played Yakuza zero lately earlier this year and I probably put about 40 hours into it, maybe 50 and about eight of those hours were just spent playing poker. So, Oh yeah. What kind of the batting cage? Yeah. Or like the batting cage. What kind of, and Yakuza Kiwami too, which I also played had a game where you go to a urinal and you do like a peeing mini game, which is <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Like <laughs> so is there anything like that in this game? I mean, I, I'm um, assuming there is. I actually, so this game takes a more, I, I want to say a Western approach to the beginning where it's like, you're very much doing the story and you're, you kind of just have to go through and do that. You can't do side stuff. So I haven't done a lot of side missions. I've done a couple and they've been, they've been, they, they give you summons for combat. So like the use side missions, you get like, like you get a phone number and you can summon someone in and they're <laughs> completely over the top. Um, it's, they're, they're really good. The summons are funny. Um, but I haven't done a lot of other stuff. Like there is a slot machine place you can go do, but I, you have to pay for that. The, the like microtransaction, like it's a DLC to play the side machine. So oh, or the weird. slot machines. So I, that's the one thing I would say I would knock against it is that it seems like the, um, some of the side activities are either lessened or there's, there is some, there's one where you have to like pick up cans in this, uh, bike, which was kind of fun. I thought it was okay, but hmm. there, ha- there hasn't been as many side missions so far, but I think uh, on the, on the other side of the spectrum, the world is much more developed and you can explore it in first person mode and like look at everything much more in detail than you could in Yakuza zero. First person like, mode. You, is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Nice. That reminds me of something that. We'll come back to that in a minute. That's awesome. Where in Japan does it take place? Tokyo? Um, so it takes place... It's in the, fir- the first part of the game is in Tokyo, which is the fictional Kamurocho. And mm. then it takes place in a new location, which I, the city, I forget the name of it, but it's not in Tokyo, the second the oh. second part. Oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. It's a different that's area. Cool. Um, it's a much more like downtrodden kind of like... Uh, it's got a lot more crime and stuff than, than Tokyo, or at least... It has more poverty, I think, the area that he lives in now. So it's kind of actually explores a lot of that. Like the big theme of the game is like life and poverty and, and all that. That's that's like been like the main one of the main focuses of the story so far. So yeah, yeah. no, that sounds awesome. Um, I should probably just go play Yakuza Zero though, because I haven't played any of them. Oh, you're, you're missing <laughs> you're missing out. I mean, I think the Yakuza games are straight up my favorite open world design in video games today. So you should definitely play them. Like, like they're so, they're so fluff free in my opinion, and uh, it, the the space where the games take play, take place in is very condensed. So you're not traveling for five minutes to get to your next objective. But mm-hmm. uh, Kamurocho, for example, is so packed with activities, and, and mm. they're all fun. They're all they're all, yeah. like. like you can do the main story, but you can also find just really fun side missions that are really lighthearted and just not serious, which is a nice contrast to what the main story is. And yeah. on top of that, there's just fun bullshit you can do. You can play billiards. You can do a dating game with escorts. It's 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 a it's a very well realized the open the phone world. game is one of the funniest things I think I've seen in a video game. Like. I I like that game side missions, especially Yakuza Zero, making me laugh out loud. Oh, they're so like, funny! Consistently, this game is hmm. hilarious. Like the writing is really good for comedy. It's very very funny. Yeah, like <clears throat> uh, I guess as an example of a of a side mission is um, there there's there's one side mission where you have to in Yakuza Zero, where uh, you you have to help a dominatrix be more assertive. Because because her clients aren't being turned on by what she's doing, <laughs> so she's too nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to like coach her to be like, look, you have to, you can't be nice to your client clients. You have to be like, like, shut up. You have to slap them, and then you have to whip the ground with your whip, and and then you have to call them names. And it, it's just like, it's just really funny. It's just stuff that you would you you feel like you would never see in a video game, but it, it's a really yeah. it's really fun. All that kind All of right. stuff is present in the new game too. So yeah, like it's the same kind of fun Yakuza silliness. That's cool. Well, that sounds that sounds really good. Uh, I will I'll look into that. Uh, that reminded me, I played just a little bit, like a couple hours of uh, Red Dead Two, and I'd never tried the first person mode before. Oh, cool! It blows my mind. That, that game. 
in first person just walking around the city with the UI turned off entirely, which you can pretty easily do, uh, at a high frame rate, a high resolution, was just like, oh, this is stunning. This is just, this is worth it just to walk around the city and just see people look at them. Uh, it was, I was really enjoying just doing that. Um, but that that uh that brings me to our next games. It was Halloween. We didn't talk about any horror games recently. But we have a pair of horror games to talk about tonight. Um, one of them that we've all played, which is uh, Phasmophobia. Did I say that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played that game for like two hours and then returned it. Like straight up. <laughs> not, not having a good time. But like I think it's a good game and people like it. I just, it wasn't for me. So do you guys want to talk about Phasmophobia? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I played it for about about four hours so so not much that not that much longer than you but uh it's a fun premise i think the premise is really nice it's literally just a ghost hunter co-op game Mm -hmm. you just go in with three other people in kind of like a travel channel ghost hunter tv show kind of setup you have a van you have crucifixes you have cameras you have flashlights um you have so so you go in trying to accomplish objectives uh, mainly what type of ghost is haunting the venue um what's the uh ghost's name or something you just have to do a bunch of objectives and then you have to leave and then you get paid to uh you get paid um basically your ranking is how much you get paid in the game Mm. which is funny because usually even if you get a high ranking, you only get like one hundred and fifty dollars, which is kind of hilarious. But um, yeah, but yeah, I think the game is fun. I think it's almost there. It's not quite there. Uh, mm. Right now, the game is in an alpha build, but I think the game has so much potential to be so much more scary and so much more uh, detailed and complex than it actually is. But for what it is, definitely more detailed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the game gets uh, do really you think it was scary though like i i i just don't know how i can find a game and this maybe this is just me like you know a game was scary for me was playing like PUBG. that game i would get scared not because of the horror but just because it was like oh shit somebody you know you get fucking startled by somebody sure. and you have to fight them uh i i don't know i feel like i'm being like a party pooper on this i just couldn't see how that game was like i was just kind of annoyed that it was like unnecessarily dark and janky and i'm normally somebody who's a little more forgiving of jank but that game was so janky yeah <laughs> like alpha build sounds right yeah uh, i only played I, it in vr i didn't get to vr play it. i put it in vr that and i was stuck it, yeah i was stuck crouching the whole time because i was sitting in my chair so i couldn't mm-hmm. stand up <laughs> and i was playing with my friend and uh we had the in-game voice chat on we didn't use discord um, right so Which then it's the right way to play or right. you can just hear people nearby and suddenly, like, this weird faceless child, like, ran by me. And my friend, Josh, was, like, next to me. And suddenly he was, like, facing the wall. And he started, like, grabbing. It felt like he was choking. But it looked so over the top and silly. And then he suddenly flew in the air. And my girlfriend saw it. And she started laughing out loud, like, what is going right. on? And he flew across the room violently. It was just such an absurd moment that, like, any sort of scariness was just, like, the, it was like someone... <laughs> It was just this absurd ragdoll physics and everything. It was just so funny, like to see it. Just I don't know. The con- it was just like something that like, like a buildup of dark and creepy to like this just goofy payoff was really um, yeah. caught me off guard. Yeah, you you know what I think is going to happen with that game is some sort of AAA publisher like Ubisoft or EA yeah. is going to make their own version of it that's super or polished. Epic. And, yeah. and just run with it. Um, this isn't the best analogy, but you, you mentioned PUBG. It's kind of like with mm. PUBG and then how EA did Apex, Ubisoft did Hyperscape. It's going to be that kind of thing. It's going to catch on with some major pub- publisher and they're going to do their AAA version of it and it's going to be super polished. Um, because right because so, right now it's like... You're totally right. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's a cool right. concept and I enjoyed my time with it, but you're right. It's very janky and it's also like... You're, as you're playing the game, you feel the potential there. You're like, this could be so much better, you know. Um, I wonder. I think the, me- I, the mechanics weren't selling me though. Like what you were saying, like repeatedly saying their name over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, and it was kind of like, okay. No, nothing you did felt good in that game. But here's the thing that I wonder. Like, I and, and I think I'm clearly missing the draw of this game because people like it. It's popular. I'm assuming 
I'm assuming there's there's a there there. I find that there's when a there AAA, there? like there's something there about the game. Yeah, that mm. people like. Okay. Uh, I think I that see. that it's, it's, it's an idiom. Um, ah. When AAA companies make games like this, I feel like something's always lost in translation. Like I think all of the games that have copied PUBG have been good games in their own right, but they've kind of missed part of what PUBG did. They all suck. Uh, the Fuck same thing with all games. the DayZ clones. Although I don't think <laughs> they ever got AAA. Come on, <laughs> Apex is really good. Apex is good. It's I a actually, good game, but it's nothing like PUBG. For real, right. like the core uh, draw. Joking, of PUBG jokes aside, I actually yeah. Jokes aside, I actually didn't like any of the, the PUBG clones. For real, like I didn't actually. Like, I didn't think they were bad, but I just didn't like playing. But like Apex Legends plays fun, and and, and it is yeah, a good battle like, yeah. royale. But it doesn't. It does not do the thing that PUBG brought. Like did like just flat out. It's a different experience, right. and I think. So I wonder if you we get a bunch of uh, phasmophobia clones that are really polished. If they just whatever the there there is, it's lost in translation. What did you say? Sorry. The the Care Bear. The Care Bear. If the if the Care Bear the gets Care lost Bears in translation, it becomes a My Little Pony. Duh. Okay. Okay. With Duh. The, no, that's a great oh, analogy, but. You know what would be great? Um, that Resident Evil 3 game came out earlier this year, and it had a really bad tact on multiplayer. What if there was a future Resident did. Evil game that just did the Phasmophobia multiplayer? That would be that would be cool, mm-hmm. right? Like I could see it. Like Resident Evil 7 with Phasmophobia multiplayer, mm-hmm. like yeah. that level of production. Mm-hmm. Like that would be that would be pretty awesome. I could dig it. Would it be scary though? Like I just have a difficult time having prolonged feelings of fear if I'm playing an online game with people. And maybe it'd be better if I wasn't playing with people I knew. Like maybe, maybe that was the wrong thing to do is to play with people I knew. But like, I I don't know. I I just, I was kind of like just noticing how uninspiring the environments were. Not, not really being scared. I wanted to be scared, but maybe I'm the wrong person for this game. Maybe they could do phasmophobia style multiplayer, but it's only two people. That would be scary. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the two of you. One person's like a reporter. The other person has a video camera, and yeah. you have to asymmetrical, like catch it on tape That's, or something. I like that idea. Asymmetrical co-op would be way better for that game than the yeah that could be scary yeah. or at least fun. Yeah, yeah that that would be cool. Uh, like imagine the um, Resident Evil Seven kitchen demo. But you just rolled with that and made that multiplayer. Uh, that would be really cool. And the, and yeah, I mean, and, and you're just trying to hunt a ghost or Mister X or something. I don't know. It, I, it would be cool. I, I could see it. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to happen anyway. I mean, Phasmophobia is so popular already, and there's probably people at Capcom right now who are like, "Hmm, what should we do?" <laughs> I mean, if not Capcom, yeah, somebody. Uh, let's talk about another indie game that actually I think did get some reasonably high quality uh, AAA copies of Amnesia. Amnesia. Definitely got a lot of copies. But at least the OG did. Although I wonder if they're copies. We could talk about that later. But um, yeah, you, we've actually, I played, I played two or three hours of Amnesia Rebirth. You beat it, right? Yeah, I, I beat it. Uh, it was, it was good. I liked it. It was a, a lot of people didn't like it, and I totally understand why they didn't like it. But I liked it. I think overall, it was it was a good sequel. It has a lot of bullshit in it, though. Just trip, mm. just uh, video game tropes that I just don't like. Uh, for example, and you probably saw this too, Aaron. Uh, the way the game goes about story is, for the most part, terrible, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll just be, the game is heavily reliant on flashbacks, so you'll just be, you'll just be going through a level, you have amnesia, obviously, and you're trying to remember what happened, you're stuck in the desert, there's a downed plane, you're trying to figure out what happened to your friends, and you'll just be playing the game, and the game will constantly interrupt the gameplay with flashbacks, and it does it so much. That was so the, the deal breaker for me. It, yeah, it does especially it the first so two hours. Much in the first two or three hours. Hmm, that sucks. Does yeah. anyone like flashbacks? Flashbacks suck. Yeah, I hate them in games. They're so disruptive. Uh, I liked them in Wolfenstein: The New Colossus. Yeah, right. But 
I did they're... not like them here. They were so, and they were so frequent. It's like you're walking a few steps. It's like, oh, another flashback, and it, they weren't even very illuminating. I no, it's so that stops after the beginning of the game. You're saying? Yeah, the game. When I say the game is good, it's a very conditional good. It's not mm-hmm. like uh, I'm. It's like a six or seven out of ten good. Well, you're saying you liked it. We don't care if it's good or not. You liked it. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah, I liked it. I, once you once the game starts. Once the game gets going and some of the weird uh, the weird stuff happens, uh, the game can be really fun. And the game has mm. the game has a handful of genuinely scary set pieces, hmm. uh, but it takes a while to get there. It takes about three hours. It takes about three hours you, to get there. So I've played Amnesia: the, the Dark Descent, and I think that that is unquestionably one of the most influential horror games of the past. I don't know. 10 years, I guess now. Yeah. Like there's been a million copycats of that kind of game. That game created a, got its own genre, really. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then I also played Soma, which I think was fantastic. Do, do you think that... You think Soma com- was fantastic? Yeah. I haven't played it. I just want to note that. Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, I, I'm just curious, like, did you play those games, the first two at all, Orn? Or like, how would you compare them to those experiences? Um, it's definitely the worst of the three. For sure. Okay. That's um, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just not quite there in the storytelling department. Um, yeah, it's just missing something. And the too many flashbacks. Honestly, the story overall, I just didn't think was that interesting. Um, the world and the levels and the scares and some of the puzzles are really good. Uh, but Soma, I just remember. I don't want to spoil Soma, so I'm not. But the, the, it, it, there, there were moments in Soma where I would just have these epiphanies about what's going on that were yeah. that were really subtly given to you, and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh! And, and once it clicks, you're like, wow, that's awesome. That that mm, never happened definitely. to me in Am- the new Amnesia. Mm. There, there weren't really any. There was, there's not really anything that interesting going on with the story, in my opinion. Um, but but when the game would you good, agree that good. Would you agree that the first Amnesia was much better at horror than Soma was, and Soma was much better at story than the first Amnesia was? Yeah, that's probably that's about right. I think. Okay, and this game, you said this game probably doesn't do either better than either of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. It, it's weird. I still liked the game. Like I I enjoyed it there. I'd say that there, there there's a couple of sections in the game that are outstanding, but you, but mm. you just have to shift you have to sift through a lot of shit to get to those moments. Mm. <laughs> I am interested because, like I said, I, I do like friction frictional's games. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. It seemed like they kind of like a nap, brought this game out of nowhere suddenly, and it was kind of like what was a new Amnesia game, and then like it came out and it didn't get it got like maybe a lukewarm reception from people. Like it, I think the super fans liked it, and then. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I still want to play it. Yeah, I, I just, I just, think, I just think overall games. is they they just adopted a lot of tendencies that I'm inherently allergic to. Just a lot of the storytelling tropes are annoying. Um, there's a lot of moments where you have to like look at intel or not intel, but just like random notes in the map, and you get like a really annoying voiceover that reads through them, and. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moments where the game takes control away from the player when it would have been way more uh. effective if they didn't do that. Um, in like a forced walking segment cutscene, first person cutscene sort of deal. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of like the worst tendencies of the Bioshock franchise. Yeah. Um, but dialed mm, up. It even to starts 20. on a plane. <laughs> so. Uh, it starts off on the plane. That's funny. Yeah, it's like it starts off almost exactly like Bioshock. I'm like, oh what? yeah, yeah. It's like the opening is literally just Bioshock, and yeah, yeah it's a little, it's a little frustrating. Mm. It's a frustrating good game. It's just, um, mm. uh, I wish it wasn't bogged down by so many annoying circa 2012 tropes, mm-hmm. um, hmm. or else the game would have been great. I'll have to try to. I, it sounds like I was basically about to get over the hump and gave up, so maybe I'll push back in uh yeah yeah uh, i guess i'll just round it off by saying i mean i don't like to give scores to a game necessarily but i would say it's like a hard six out of ten maybe a, a soft seven out of ten so it's like it's, it's good it's fine it's fine i liked it 
I, I liked it. So, all right, sounds cool. Um, I don't think we have anything else to talk about today, guys, except for Halo. But that's that's going to be a whole other thing. Halo. Did you know Halo yeah. was delayed? I'm so disappointed. Uh, yeah. I I mean, yeah, it's delayed till what December, Next February year. Right? I know yeah. Cyberpunk was delayed, even though it didn't need to be. Uh, Cyberpunk. I think you'll be able to get any copies of Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, they'll be probably have. all sold it's, out. Yeah, they'll be sold out. Steam will be out. Of Steam will be. Yeah, servers will be sold out. <laughs> you won't be able to get any. No more. No more bandwidth. Sold out yeah. of bandwidth. I'm really, uh, I'm really curious to see how Cyberpunk goes. I feel like it could just be this amazing thing, but I feel like it might. There might be a storm coming. Uh, Bold prediction. It's going to be amazing. That's my thoughts. I think. Yeah. So here's my concern: is is like I was saying, I find that city open world games are kind of more boring because there's just a lot of non-interactive tunnels. So if they can solve the problem of non-interactive tunnels and the problem that The Witcher had of having A, mediocre combat, and B, like not just mediocre, but I would say bad puzzling like yeah. mission design. Like I think the, the quest writing was was pretty obviously exceptional, but a lot of the quest design was like, look in your Batman vision, look for the yeah. red footsteps and follow them to the pan. And it's just like, that is bad. And you bad, can't bad, do it out of order. It's linear. You have to do design. it in the yeah. order they want you. It's, uh, yeah. I, th- I, I think, I think cyberpunk's totally going to do that. I think it's going to be, they're I, just going to yeah. replace it with brain dance and it's going to be terrible, but we'll see. So that, that is a concern <laughs> because yeah. here's what I will say. Um, like, say what you want about Assassin's Creed games, but they do not do that. Assassin's Creed <laughs> lets you kind of like Origins put, put does it together. Do that. Origins does, oh, sorry, okay. So Sense Odyssey. Bit. And the, the new game also is the same same sort of structure of, it offers you to either, you can either play follow the waypoint mode or like solve, you know, solve it on your, on your own. Mm. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and I, Watch Dogs seems to be in the middle I'll, I'll let you know more as I play more of that. But yeah, so we'll see how Cyberpunk goes. Um, yeah, I think so. Coming out next is going to be a Half Life Game Club podcast, the long promised. How, yeah, Halo, we already did that. Uh, Half Life is done. Like, Halo's coming out. <laughs> and then, did my and then shirt we're going to off. Is that what the problem a, is? A games, <laughs> I think it did. Yeah, it's also late. But uh, we're going to do a games of the generation where we're just going to pick a bunch of games that we really liked and kind of go over the most interesting and important games of the last uh, seven, eight years. So look out for that. And uh, as always, Madden, you are our favorite musician. Check out Madden at soundcloud.com forward slash M-A-D-Y-N for some killer fucking tunes. Madden made our, our uh, soundtrack, our theme song, and uh, is is just, you know, our favorite person in Australia. So We love you, Madden. Thank you. Yeah. Love you, Madden. 